This is Love Foundation Christian Center Podcast, a place to find God's love. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Because there are many of us here, so we have many angels. They're hanging all around and they're just waiting for our command. (laughs) You might think you don't have an employee in the natural. You have more than employees. You have spirit beings waiting on you. Hallelujah. We just have to see it and become more aware of it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to look, take the offering this morning and look at a few more laws of increase because that's just what it is. When we begin to look at scriptures and follow the scriptures, we're just, you know, praise the Lord, following and talking about what God says about increase. And if we press into it, we will, that's the manifestation that we will see. Should I use that? Or? Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's the manifestation that we will, that we will see. And the way that God increases us, please put Ecclesiastes 11, we'll read from 1 to 6. The way that God increases us is not just the natural way. He uses natural means, but there is something behind those natural means when we begin to walk by faith, when we begin to look at the scriptures. And it is the blessing. It is the blessing. It is the favor of God. Amen? Amen. And then, of course, we see that there are some scriptural principles that we can look at in black and white. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 says, Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Amen? So he's talking about diligence here. He says, Give seven, give seven to seven and also to eight, for you do not know what evil will be upon the earth. He says, in other words, don't be stingy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. One of the things I will see in that scripture that just passed where it says that when the clouds be full of rain, that means that we, are, we, we need to be mindful of consistency and diligence in sowing. Because God says that as, as there, there is a law, once the cloud is full, Rain is inevitable. That's why we can't be tired of giving. We can't be tired of sowing our seeds. Amen? Because it's the principle of God. And it doesn't matter, like I said before, whether it feels like we are seeing it or we are not seeing it. What do we do? We press in and we keep giving because it is the principle of God. And what it means is that we ourselves just need to catch up. But if you give up, you will never catch up. But if you stick, stick with it, you will catch up to what God is doing. Amen? And it says that he who observes the wind will not sow. So it's not about, oh, do I have enough? Is what is the Spirit of God saying I should sow? And he who regards the clouds, he says, will not reap. He says, as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with child, so you do not know how the works, the works of God who makes everything. In the morning, do what? And in the evening, do not withhold your hand, for you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. So the Bible is encouraging us to be diligent. Not to look at the wind, not to look at the rains, but to keep doing what God is saying that we should do. 
And one of the things that the enemy is master at, he's always trying to get us to withdraw from doing that which we already know that we, we should be doing. We know it, but it's not just about the knower. It's not just about the hearer, but it's about the doer. So what the enemy seeks to do is to stop us, plant ideas, plant seeds, say things that makes us feel like, oh, this is not working, it's not happening. But the Bible says that we should, not look, we should take our eyes from the things around and keep it on the master. That's the person that we should look at. Now, in the laws of faith, in the laws of, of, of increase, there are a number of things that happen. And there are a couple of, there are, let's just say there are like two kinds of believers. One is this one that we're talking about, we're, we're going to look at in, um, uh, let's look at maybe John. John 5, the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. If you could put up John 5 from verse 1, we might not read everything, but this guy had been lame for so long, 38 years. And the Bible says, let's just read it. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there was in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Wow. For an angel went down at a certain time, and that's what's going on right now. We may not all be at the same pool of Bethesda. The sick, those that I need, and those that desire, you know, things of God, they're not just in one pool at Bethesda, but they're all around, and there are still so many. Too many, if you ask me. It says, for an angel went down at a certain place into the pool and stared of the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well out of whatever disease that he had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity, 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Now, I know somebody, some, I've read this scripture over and over and over again, but some, a few things struck me again as I was looking at this scripture. And one of, the thing was, one of the things that struck me was that the people were at the pool of Bethesda, waiting for the water to be stirred up while the living water was walking around in their midst. He even came to the pool, but they did not recognize him. They were waiting. So there are a number of believers, even here today, as we, we know we have the scriptures in front of us and we know about Jesus, who are still waiting. But as I, as I just meditated on it, I, I began to see how good God is. That God is always looking for ways to reach us where we are in our faith. Because we are in different levels of faith. And this man was one of them. The Bible says that he had been lame for 36 years. And even though, I don't know many times we, we look at him and we say, this man is a complainer. This man is, is complaining that there's nobody to help him. But let's look at it the other way. That this man, even though there was nobody to help him, he still did not give up hoping. He still did not give up staying by that pool because he knew that something happens in that place and maybe one day I will not stop 
I will keep coming and I will keep trying to rush there while the pool is staring. I will keep, I will keep going. That's something that he had going for him. And I believe that that's one reason that Jesus came to that pool that day. There was something about his faith that drew Jesus. You know why I know that? Because after Jesus healed him, Jesus walked away from a porch full of paralyzed, lame, maimed, sick people who had help that they were depending on. They were depending on people. They probably had some people there. Look, I really need to get in. Hustling. They were depending. But he didn't have anyone to depend on him. He had to believe that somehow, I don't know how, but if I keep at it, I am going to get this thing done. I will receive my healing. And so Jesus met him where he was. Because of consistency, diligence, faith. And it's amazing. You know, sometimes people think that when with the, the, the healing miracle, why we are blaming, looking, looking at God. And we're, talking, we're still talking finances. It's all together, right? It's the same principle. And we're looking at God, 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 why, why, why? Jesus walked away. From a pool full of sick people, you know, sometimes people are expecting, why don't you, if you have power, why don't you go to the hospital and lay hands on all the sick people and get them healed? The Bible says that Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. And I only say what I see him. I, I only say what I hear him say. For you and I, anointed like Jesus, we, we still have to walk by the Spirit of God, by the direction. But guess what? That's how faith works. Amen? Amen? That's how faith works. So it's not it's nothing to be... We, 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 we have what it takes to receive everything that God says we should have. It's not about God. Amen? It's not about God. So we have got to see, and I believe that that's one of the reasons that God is saying to us this year, that this is the year of light and revelation. He says, I'm opening to you, I'm showing you about me, about the manifestations, about the word. He said, if you can see it, can receive it. And that's the reason why we cannot overemphasize staying in the word, looking at the word, because that's the only way. When light comes, there is a manifestation. It's not about who cries the longest, or who begs the hardest, or who walks the hardest. It's about faith. And doing the principles, simple faith in believing that keeps us doing the principles of God. Amen? And there is another type, type of believer in John chapter 5. Is, no, Mark. Let's look at Mark 5. These, these types of believers, they take stuff. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. They don't wait around. They understand that Christ has done everything that he will ever need. He has done it all. <laughs> he has done it all. If we can only believe, all things are possible. Nothing shall be impossible to them that believe. Hallelujah. Mark 5, 28, from 28, is this woman, this famous woman. I like this woman. I like this woman. This woman taught us something. It was a new dimension of faith. There are other people there too, like blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus was also another radical. This guy had heard about Jesus, but guess what? He can't even see. But he heard. He heard. The Bible says what about hearing? It's not just the hearers, but the doers. And he did not keep it at hearing. He didn't say, I'm old, I'm blind. Guess what he did? Guess what he, did? he shouted, Jesus! 
He heard that he was passing and he shouted and they tried to stop him from shouting, but he shouted all the more and he got Jesus' attention. He took his miracle by force, even against all odds. Doesn't matter what the doctors are saying. Doesn't matter what the economists are saying, the financiers. Doesn't matter what your body is saying. You can take it. If you can get your voice to be louder than those other voices. If you can silence those voices by your faith in God. You will walk in and receive a miracle. And this woman is the same person. She said, there is something she said. She said, for she said, I don't need to go back to tell you the story of how she had tried for 12 years and many doctors. She had lost everything. People who didn't have the answer, they were swindling her. They took what she had, even, even when there was no cure. They didn't know what to do. But anyway, come see me. I'll, you know how there are doctors like that today? They keep you there medicated, even though there is no help there. But she heard about Jesus. And there were so many people there. There was so much going on in her state. She shouldn't have been outside. She shouldn't have dared to touch him. But who is this radical woman? She's radical. And I'm daring us today to become more radical about our faith. She went and she said in her heart, but if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. You know what this woman knew? She knew one thing, that her answer was in the word. Jesus is the living word. She said, if I can get into this word, if I can get to this word, if I can see what this word says about me, there will be a manifestation, there will be a performance. I will live in the abundance of God. I will have my needs met. I will not only just be blessed, but I will be a blessing to others. She said, she prayed, she said, if... I can touch the hem of his garment. And that's the reason why we need to press into the word because that's where, that's where the help is. And that's what she was pressing into. She, wasn't, she, she, she had come to that point and we need to get to that point where we know that we know that we know that we know that the word is where the answer is for any circumstance, situation, trial, it doesn't matter what it is. Because guess what? All of these things are trying to come and tell you a different story. The circumstances, the situations, the bank accounts, the feelings in the body, they are all trying to sing a different song than what the Bible is saying, tell a different story. But if we keep at it, press into it, knowing for sure that, look, 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 it's, it's, it's okay that there are other things, there are doctors, there are advisors, there are whatever, but not apart from this word. This word is where the answer is, and I'm pressing into it for the manifestation. And she stopped Jesus in his tracks. And she received her miracle. I just feel like God is, is, is reminding us again that this is the dispensation that is so blessed. We are a people that are so blessed. We have everything. Everything that we need. There's nothing we are looking for. He says, no, don't be looking for who is going to go up to the heaven to bring him down. He has already come down. We have everything. We have everything we need for life and godliness. We are blessed beyond measure. 
now blessings are supposed to be pursuing us and overtaking us, not us pursuing. But we have got to pursue the master. And not because he's running away, but to seek the things of God, to seek the word, knowing that that is where the answer is. And this year we are taking some stuff. Oh, we have already begun. I don't know about you. I have already begun. When I go out nowadays, it doesn't matter what it is. Parking spot, whatever. If I want to take a walk, like I want to walk, I can park at the end. But if I don't want to take a walk, I want the very first parking space I'm getting it. Do you know you practice with all these little things that we take for granted? And we need to realize that we have a father who loves us. We have a father who loves us. Everything you want. I said there were angels around here waiting to do your bidding. It's time to begin to send them on errands. Tell them to go bring stuff. Tell them to go do stuff. They are ministers for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is nothing too big, nothing impossible. And I'm so excited, I don't even know how to express it. In this season, our eyes, this season of opening of eyes, because when the eyes are opened, things happen. Things happen. So we're going to stay consistent in the word. We're going, to, we're going to stay consistent in our giving. We're going to stay consistent in our praising, in our worshiping, in our expectation. We're going to stay consistent. And then we are, we're, we're going to take Hallelujah. consistently. Hallelujah. Take. Yeah. No feeling sorry for yourself. As a matter of fact, the Spirit of God just reminded me that even as I was, just, I was praying for this service, I saw a situation where they had already told you, no, it's not going to happen. But then the situation was turned around because of favor. And they gave you a call and said, no, we, we want you to come. Sorry, that was a mistake. This year, we're not going to look at any door closed to us. The, the doors that God has opened for us stays open. You just have to believe it radically. I believe it. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. So I don't know what it is that you may need. I don't know. Everybody, people are different and everybody knows. The, 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 there's an adage that says the one who wears the shoes knows where it pinches. Wherever it's pinching you, God's got it covered. God's got it covered. So it's time to be bold and to rise up and say, Lord, Daddy, this is what I want, Daddy. And I take it by faith. I receive it. I walk in it. Hallelujah. God is good. <clears throat> Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just going to have to stop here because I just, there's an excitement brewing in my spirit for all of us. We're going to walk in things and in places and receive things that we never even imagined. You know why? Because the Bible says that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think. Or imagine. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. Hallelujah.